Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. There's this idea of making the big time where you are that that I've really been focusing on this maybe the last two years. Uh, I've been at, at Faith for 11 years now and, and only 16 years into it, so not the 50-plus uh, like you. But my high school coach was at the Colony High School for 17 years, Tommy Thomas. So I've been uh, in my mind thinking of how cool would it be, how special would it be to be at one place for a long time? If, if God wants me here, I'll be faithful. As somebody that's been at one place for 33 years, how did you make the big time where you were? And I would imagine that torch, that TCC culture was a big part of it. But I mean, maybe just I'm asking for myself some encouragement in, in being faithful in one place for so long. How did you do that? First, you, you begin with a dream. What, what, what is your dream? And we're, we're never too old to dream or too young to dream. It, the dreams exist because we live in a world of dreams. Imagination is greater than knowledge. And when you have an imagination, when you have a dream, uh, it's it's constantly in front of you. And, and I had a dream. Fortunately, the dream had a reason to exist because Davidson in the 1960s under Lefty Drizel was one of the great college programs in the history of the game. They were in the top 10 four times. Hmm. Number one preseason ranked in 64, number four preseason ranked in 68. Th th this was a program that had achieved incredible dreams. And then it, it slipped into a very, very poor level. But the tone had been set. The dream had already existed. So it was a necessity for me to walk onto that canvas and just painted a little brighter so i i dreamed about being back on the cover of sports illustrated which we were in the 1960s and we never got back there but in those two sports illustrated preseason issues we were top 10 in the country we got to number nine in the country and that doesn't happen unless that imagination is allowed to run wild so i created a dream for myself as the head of the program but i also crafted that dream and put that canvas in front of our guys. And, and I never spoke so much about how many wins we were supposed to get or getting to the final four. Uh, I, I spoke about the beautiful game. Hmm. We wanted to achieve the beautiful game, which I, I stole from the Brazilian soccer team, in which the way we played it was beautiful and the way we efficiently exhibited it was beautiful. And it became the benchmark for judgment, whether we were a success or a failure. So with that being said, I felt that to go elsewhere, why? If you create the dream here at Davidson, why not take it to its fulfillment? And at Davidson, there are a lot of landmines. 
there's a lot of crabgrass. But I knew where the landmines were. I knew how to avoid them. I knew where the crabgrass was. I knew how to cultivate it. I'd go to somewhere else in the SEC, the ACC, the Big yeah. 12, the Pac-12. All of a sudden, boy, I don't know how to deal with these landmines. I don't know how to get rid of this crabgrass because it's everywhere. I don't care what institution you go to. There's going to be issues. And, and I found that uh, staying here uh, gave me greater control of that imagination and that dream. It, it also was the result of me coming here in the first place to come to Davidson College to be a Division One head coach coming from high school. And not many people made that leap. And uh, when Jerry Faust made that leap at, uh, from Mola High School in Cincinnati back in the 80s to Notre Dame as the head football coach at Notre Dame, uh, it was one of the first times that it ever happened. And he failed miserably and was eventually fired after five years. And I thought it was the end of the road for high school coaches dreaming. Mm. And lo and behold, I got that job in 89. But that job in 89 doesn't go to fruition 33 years later without what got me here in the first place. And that yeah. was a, a dream and B, a family behind that dream. And as that family of mine, Kathy, my wife, and our three children um, rolled their sleeves up, tied their sneakers tighter, as they joined in that process, all of a sudden, a class would graduate, another class would graduate, and now there were sons upon sons upon sons still yearning for that dream, believing in that dream, but now playing a different role in the pursuit of that dream. Thank you for that reminder of even if you're in a place that you do love, there's still going to be, like you said, crab, grass, and landmines. I think the challenge is, you know, after 10, 15, 20 years at a place, like, can you continue to navigate those landmines? Are Is your administration and, and the people around, are we all moving towards a level of excellence or striving for that? Um, I, and I think that's just been something that I, I think it has been maybe eating at me a little bit of I will be faithful and I'll be here as long as he wants me here. And because I do feel like, like you, striving for that beautiful game um, uh, or to achieve that beautiful game is something we talk about a faith quite a bit. But I, I think it was helpful for me to hear someone like you having done it for so long at one place and maybe the fact that it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows throughout your, your time there. The, the issues that I had to deal with here at Davidson were uh, not uh, just Davidson issues. They're typical issues that occur in organizations and universities and in teams. Uh, so so th these are issues everywhere. And I, I always believe that when you had the president, the athletic director, and the coach on the same page, you could weave magic. Um, I never had that. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I fought that every year uh, th throughout my 33 years here until maybe the last couple of years, the twilight years. But uh, during the 90s and 2000s, uh, uh, maybe the president uh, was a great ally. Maybe the AD was a great ally, but never the three of us together. So we didn't have that triumvirate. Hmm. That's good. That's good to know. 
And I think refreshing to hear because I think that's a part of maybe the stories of great coaches that you don't always get to to know or, or hear. But over the years, you know, go ahead. I, have, I, I don't have a beach house. I don't have a mountain house. And, and so many of my contemporaries who were in it as long as I was have that. And uh, but I have something far more than they have. Mm. I have 33 years of sons and a family that's as intact and loving as ever when we first came here 33 years ago, 35 years ago now, um, what is that worth? Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll trade that beach house and that mountain house for those two treasures any time of the week. Yes, sir. I agree. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.